0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Man I Wanna Be podcast, our Wisdom Wednesday edition. It's been a while since we recorded one of these, and we're on video. I said this in my last podcast but we're now adding the video elements. I've got my fancy arm here, I got my camera, got the, everything going and and I'm excited to be finally doing video. So, be sure if you're listening on Spotify, go check us out on YouTube. I will put a link below because if you search the man I want to be podcast, it's not going to come up. It's going to come up as the Institute of Men, which is a different name I'm using for something else that we're doing. The podcast belongs to the Institute of Men, but uh, it's the, the YouTube page is called the Institute of men. So check us out on YouTube, subscribe, hit that little bell so that you can be notified about different content we post and watch it a thousand times because the YouTube algorithm will help me get the message out. If you listen to it a thousand times at two times speed, just set your phone down. It'll be fine. I'm just kidding. Just watch it once, share it with a friend. We are also over on Locals. Locals is a platform. It's similar to Patreon. It allows you to support the show. It allows us to build community. It allows you and I to interact. I can do live streaming. You can support the show financially, which please consider doing. It's six dollars if you if you subscribe. If you pay six whole dollars every single month, uh, you, we, you get uh, exclusive content. You can. Uh, Post on the page. Or you can do all sorts of stuff. And I want to build a community over there because I think we need more than just me spouting at the camera or me talking into the microphone. I would like to be able to interact with you and answer direct questions and have something over there. So head on over to Locals. I will put the link in the description so you can click on it. There will be content that's like this on Locals. Yes, the same that's on YouTube, but there will also be some exclusive content as we build up that page. So head on over there, invite some friends and uh, we will, we'll be building that page out. It's going to be awesome. <clears throat> Today, we are doing Wisdom Wednesday. I haven't done Wisdom Wednesday in a while when I was on sabbatical. We've got our normal podcast where sometimes it's me talking to you, and sometimes I've got a guest, and then we've got Wisdom Wednesday. They tend to be shorter, and the big idea with the Wisdom Wednesday podca- or version of the podcast is if you get wisdom, you get everything else. Literally everything else you'll get better financial success, better relational success. You'll make better decisions. Your career will take off. You'll have better, um, you know, not just relationships like with your with your woman, with your wife or your girlfriend, but with your friends and with your family, with every with your boss, your coworkers, everybody. If you get wisdom, you get everything else. That's the purpose of of this podcast. It's the overarching theme, and so what we t- pip, tip, <laughs> what we typically do is take one proverb from either the scripture or from Ecclesiastes or the Psalms or something. We take something from here, usually one, depending on the day of the week. So, like today is July ninth when I'm recording this. It's August ninth. Wow, August ninth. Would take, go to Proverbs chapter nine, pull out a proverb. But today, I'm actually going to be responding to a question I got earlier, and it has to do with platitude. So I don't have an overarching, I don't have one one proverb that we're pulling for. I'm pulling from a lot of proverbs uh, that build on one similar idea. And here, here's the big idea uh, I want to talk today about the worst way to make a decision. The worst way to make a decision, because I got a text earlier, and there was a girl, she's trying to make a career change. And someone said a little, I'd call it either a truism or a platitude or a little just slogan that had nothing to do with her work, nothing to do with her transition, nothing to do with her future. And in trying, it confused her and it was tr- in trying to apply it to her life. She's like, I don't know what this means. And often we take these little truisms, these little platitudes, these little slogans And we try to make our life revolve around these little catchphrases. And so that's what I want to talk about today. The worst way to make a decision. There's many ways to make a bad decision. I've got my notes. That's why I'm looking down at my computer. You can make an emotional decision, which is rarely a good idea. So is making a decision based purely on logic. If you've ever seen Star Trek, you know Spock is pure logic and he drives everyone nuts. He's incapable of taking in other considerations. So you don't want to make an emotional decision. You don't want to make a purely logical decision because you are not a computer, especially if it involves other people and your wife or girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just thinking about something. You don't want to make a decision while you're under the influence. My mom told me a very, very funny story about somebody who made a decision under the influence and they bought something that you would never buy if you were sober. And it it makes me laugh. And then I, as I think about it, Um, you never want to make a a decision when you're at the car lot for the first time. I almost did that. We had to buy my wife a new car we were trying to get her a mom car. And we walk on the lot and I'm like, this one looks pretty good. And she's like, I got a feeling we shouldn't buy it. And, True story. So we didn't buy it. I was ready to just buy it. I'm like, whatever. Just let me write the check. And she's like, ah, no, no. We got to go home. We got to make sure my dad checks it out because her dad's very mechanical. Okay. Two days later, we drive past that same car lot and they're working. They've got the hood up and they're working on that that car that we had almost bought. And I was like, Pfft. learned a lesson there. Go with your wife's feelings. Don't make a decision when you're on the car lot. All that to say, there is a lot of ways you can make a bad decision. Those are all bad examples, but I think the worst way to make a decision is to make a decision based on a truism, a platitude, or a slogan, a catchphrase, because it's lazy. It's lazy. It's devoid of prudence. You have not given any thought to your future. You're trying to boil an entire decision down to a very simple slogan that may have a shadow of a truth but it's mostly lies or just incompatible with whatever situation you're in. Some of our platitudes are complete signs. I'll give you a hint. They're on yard signs and they're mostly not true (laughs) at all. And you can't boil down complex problems to simple platitudes, truisms or slogans. You just can't do it. It's lazy. And yet a lot of us will base entire decisions around these slogans. Okay, what are some examples of platitudes or truisms or slogans that we kind of revolve? I'll give you an example that's very, very popular. It's actually talked about in one of my favorite books, Divine Conspiracy. Christian, it says It's a bumper sticker. It says, uh, Christians aren't perfect. They're just forgiven. Now, is that true? Yes. Are Christians perfect? Nope. Are they forgiven? Absolutely. They are. They are. Absolutely. All Christians are forgiven. That's the great thing about Jesus. Is the entirety of the gospel that phrase? No, it is not. It is not. Actually, it's way more expansive. The enti- what is the gospel? It's Matthew 1 through John 21. That's the gospel. Really, you could say Genesis 1 through Revelation 22. That's the gospel. You could say it. It's a platitude. And it's, it's boiled down something that's this beautiful complex down to something very, very, very small. So it could be, that could be more like a truism or a, a slogan. Here is some other, a truism, let me give you a definition actually. A truism is a statement that is obviously true, but says nothing new or interesting. So for example, uh, the early bird gets the worm. Some things never change. The apple never falls far from the tree. Life isn't fair. You must be a friend to get a friend. Money doesn't buy ha- buy happiness. These little slogans, what are, are these bad? No, no. But usually people use these truisms when they don't know what to say, but they feel they must say something. All right. You're in the middle of a transition and you're like, ah, well, or you've had, got some problems going on with a friend. You must be a friend to have a friend. You're like, that's not really helpful at all to my situation. Thank you. It's what it is. It's, it's lazy and someone is trying to fill in, use their words when they actually don't have, know what to say. And it could make you think, start thinking wrongly about your situation. Maybe you are being a good friend, but, uh, you're being manipulated. Maybe that's, that's true. A platitude is similar to a truism, but it tends to involve a moral observation. So this is the definition. It's a trite and obvious observation, in particular one that is expressed as if it were fresh and significant with a moral bent. Um, And then often platitudes tend to contradict each other. So I pulled up two that contradict each other. You could imagine your mom or your grandfather or your boss saying this, you have to act your age. Oh, well, what does one who is 32 act like? I'm 32 for the first time. Well, I'm 32 next month. I'm 32 for the first time. What does a 32-year-old act like? And then there's this other great one that I can imagine people saying if you're at a bar, pumping your fist, taking your fourth shot, acting your age is for old people. What, so which one is it? Which one is it? Is it do you need to act your age or acting your age is for old people? These are platitudes. Here's another example. Love what you do, which sounds like, oh, you should be content. Whatever you have, love what you do. Ooh, but another one. Or you need to do what you love, which sounds like don't be content if you don't love it. Which one is it? Should you love what you do or should you do with your love? And everybody in the room is like, I want to do both. Well, it's hard to find both. But what I'm trying to get at is these platitudes these truisms these slogans that we try to apply to our life are lazy and can lead to bad decision making here's another example you're thinking about starting a new venture and you 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 are instead of considering all of the possibilities and factors you say sometimes you got to take a leap of faith and you jump off a cliff that's lazy that is not a good reason to make a decision should you sometimes take a leap of faith um well let's give me a whole picture and i'll tell you if you should or not <laughs> like is there a canyon at the bottom or is there a gigantic lake give me give me a fuller picture <clears throat> they're lazy that's why that is that's the big thing with them they are lazy and they're impossible to make good wise decisions and the more factors you you add to a decision let me give you if you have kids you have a wife, you're in a leadership position, the more you have to make a decision, the more you need to get away from simple platitudes. If you are, let's say, no, I'm not going to use that example. I don't want to use that example. Dallas Willard, my favorite author, Uh, Christian philosopher, I should say, not my favorite author, Christian philosopher. He wrote this book called The Divine Conspiracy. I referenced it earlier and he talks about this in chapter one of his Divine Conspiracy about how we have surrounded ourselves with noise and we try to make moral decisions by the many slogans that clog our ability to think. This is what he says. He says, in our longing for goodness in a world of noise, we cling to bumper slogans, body graffiti, and gift shop nostrums that in our profound upside downness somehow seem deep, but in fact make no sense. Here's an example. Stand up for your rights. It sounds so good. How about all I ever needed? I all I ever needed to know. I learned in kindergarten and practice random acts of kindness and senseless acts of beauty and so forth. Those are examples that he's giving. He continues such sayings contain a t- tiny element of truth. But if you try to actually plan your life using them, you are immediately in deep, deep trouble. They will head you down 180 degrees in the wrong direction. You might as well model your life on Bart Simpson or Seinfeld, but try instead stand instead of stand up for your rights. Why don't you stand up for your responsibilities? Or I don't need to know everything I know. So I must devote my full attention and strength to finding it out, which he would say, consider proverbs. That's the difference right there. That, that one right there. Everything I need to know. In the, I learned in kindergarten, like be kind, share. I, I think we actually had a picture of that in my house growing up. Now that I think about it, no offense, mom and dad, if you're watching this, we had that slogan. But that's not true. You did not learn everything that you need to learn in kindergarten. Actually, you don't know half or even a quarter of what you need to know to uh, live your life and be successful and be a man of upright character. So you need to dedicate diligently your entire life to getting wisdom, insight, knowledge that are treasures that will actually produce the fruit of righteousness. That's what Proverbs says and then the rest of the Bible. You have to work very, very hard. You can't boil your life down to these platitudes. The best way to make a decision. So that's the worst way to make a decision. A, the worst way to make a decision in, is, using platitudes, truisms, slogans, the worst way to make a decision is to make a lazy decision. The best way to make a decision is to use prudence, which means to give thought to your future. Give as much thought to your future as possible. Don't be like me in my early 20s, where I could spout off about just pretty much anything. I could talk, but I got no action. I could talk, talk 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 I could I could tell you how to get out of debt. I still ain't out of debt and it ain't because I didn't know how. It's cuz I just didn't do it. Shout out to everybody who knows how to get out of debt and we just haven't done it and we're working very hard on doing it. We still are working very hard on doing it. <clears throat> Prudence is giving thought to your future and then taking right action to make that future come about. Now, obviously, you have very little control over your life. Um do not boast about tomorrow. It says in James, don't say we'll go in such and such a place and make a profit. What is your life? You're a mist a vapor. Yes, yes, yes. But prudence is using wisdom to assume your life is going to continue. And so I need to make good decisions today that I do not regret in the future. So for example, oh, I may not live tomorrow, I better blow all the money I have in my bank account. Well, in, I probably will live till tomorrow. That's a probably a good chance. And if, even if I don't, I have children and I have a wife who will probably make it to tomorrow. So I can't go blow all of my money. That would be foolish. Prudence is giving thought to your future and then taking right action to make sure that you don't regret the decisions you're making in the present. It means considering your steps. It means weighing possible outcomes. Like who will this decision affect? How will it affect you in one year or five years? If you make a decision and then later realize you need to course correct, what kind of course correction are you going to have to take? Those are all things you have to consider. And you're like, oh, I don't want to do that. It's so overwhelming. It's hard. Yes. Yes, making decisions is overwhelming and difficult. That's probably why people have taken the lazy route and tried to do things by platitudes and truisms and slogans. Making good decisions is really, really hard. The other thing that you can do with prudence is ask counselors. Ask people who know you. Don't go asking the people you know who are gonna tell you what you want to hear. go to people who know your character who know so for example, I have three people that I will always go to to make a decision two of them are are, are my tend to be my parents okay sometimes I don't go to both parents i'll', I'll admit sometimes I don't go to both parents because I am afraid my mama can read my mail is what I'll say and Sometimes I should ask her, and I don't. And so, mom, I know you're listening to this. I love you very, very much. Um, and my mom is probably the wisest, wisest woman I've ever met, and she just can read my mail. And so, you know what? And now, actually, let me just have a moment of vulnerability. Now I'm saying this. Um, I have made decisions in my past that I would not have made if I would have gone to my mom, and I know i avoided going to my mom because I knew what she would say. And you probably do the same thing. I bet you'd avoid going to your mother or father because you know what they would say and you don't want to do what they say. You would rather come to somebody who doesn't know you super well, doesn't know your your inclinations, doesn't know how you uh, manipulate words if you're like me, doesn't know how you leave out certain details, doesn't know that what your past situations, if you've done this thing before. And so you go to somebody who, you know, will take things at face value not dig a little bit deeper and tell you what you want to hear. And you call it getting counsel. I've done that. I'm admitting it publicly on the internet. Don't do it. Don't. don't. I do this podcast so that you don't have to do what I did. <laughs> and I didn't think I was going to admit that mother, my mom, I love you very, very much. I do appreciate your wisdom. I'm sorry I have not asked before, and I will call you later because I love you so much. T- get be prudent with your decisions. Think through what you're going to do. Don't tr- don't try to boil your life down to these easy little things. It's going to be hard. Yep, it's going to take effort. Yep, it's going to slow you down. Yes, being slowed down is good. It's a good thing for you to slow down and make good decisions because if you make good decisions, you're acting wise and your future will thank you. Your wife will thank you. Your future children will thank you. Your grandkids will thank you. The people who come to ask you for advice will thank you. I promise, I promise, I promise. Thank you for listening to this version of the Man I Want to Be podcast. And until next time, and be blessed.